0: Hello and welcome to Your Life Choices podcast, part of Australia's longest established and most trusted digital destination for the over 50s. Did you know Australia has one of the highest rates of pet ownership in the world? It's true, yet there is a painful absence of government support for older adult pet owners once they go into care, resulting in their much-loved animals being surrendered to shelters across the country. Companion Animal Network Australia are advocating government to include pet care in the home care support programs, along with trying to get more aged care residential places to allow people to take their much beloved pets. Today I'm joined by Companion Animal Network CEO Patricia Ennis. Trish, welcome back to your life choices. Hi, John. Thank you. Now, last time we spoke, you were embarking on a very ambitious survey to assist not only Companion Animal Network to understand the needs of senior pet owners, but also a chance to have hard statistical evidence to put to government when it comes to including pet companion care for the most vulnerable in our community. So tell me how the survey was framed before we get into the results.
1: Oh, it was great. We've had great response and some from your uh, listeners, which has been terrific, We set three surveys. One was for people that worked in residential care or people that had people in residential care, one for the general public and one for people that were receiving home care packages. This went out to everyone um, and we had a huge response, over a 1,000 people. And now we've got the data we need to go forward.
0: What were some of the questions you asked?
1: Basically, do you live alone for the home care people? Do you get support? And only 9% of the people that are getting home care support do get support with their pets, which is dreadful and uh, really doesn't have to cost the government all that much money. But as you said earlier, that Australia is one of the largest pet-only countries in the world. And without that support, it's just crazy. So we also asked whether there were residential places that did take pets or allow people to take their pets with them. Uh-huh. And only 18% of the aged care facilities actually allow residents to take pets, which is really sad. In this case, we have actually been working with Lifeview and a couple of the other residential care places that do take pets. And we have now set up policies and strict laws and regulations for people to allow people to residential places to take pets, which is really good.
0: What other questions did you ask in this uh, extensive survey?
1: What does it mean to have a pet? What would you do without your pet? What does your pet bring to you? And a lot of that was mental and physical help. You know, the walking of the pet, the companionship, the being together. A lot of people, older people, are on their own. And to have their pet, which is their family, Mm. is the world to them.
0: Yeah. So... Okay, we've got some of the the questions that you asked, and you asked over a 1,000 people the results, Trish.
1: Okay, well, 86% of people with pets in aged care settings experience improved mental and physical health. 74% of older adults with pets say their animals provide them companionship and reduce loneliness. Yet, only 18% of aged care facilities consider taking or allowing residents to keep their pets with them, 9% 9% of the owners in in-home care packages receive support to manage their pets. 38% of aged care facilities have in-facility pets. So they're people that normally the staff have their own pets. 46% of facilities permit pets to visit residents. So really pets are seen as a major aspect to these people's lives. So with LifeView, for instance, as we were talking earlier... There's no problem with pets in a facility. Cats, all the pets live in the room with that person. Uh, the, The animals, when they're out of that room, cats included, are on leads. They don't go into the food areas. They don't go into the dining rooms. The joy that it brings the other people in the residential care places is astronomical. And, you know, everyone takes ownership of
0: the pet. So It's like when somebody brings their grandchild in, it's all, you know, oh, and all the rest of it. Yeah. Tell me about uh, yeah. why so many aged care facilities have pushback.
1: I think it's lack of education, really, and knowledge about the benefits of pet ownership and accommodating pets are the key factors in allowing the, the fears. So really, it's just getting, letting people know and letting the residential care places know how easy it is to do and the fact is, it's a really good business uh, plan for both residential and home care businesses because people will go to them.
0: It, it's absolutely horrendous for so many of our elderly citizens who are leaving their family home and being uh, and moving into aged care. Uh, that quite often gets a lot of pushback and a lot of turmoil mentally. And, and, and also for the for the families who are doing it for their mums and dads and grandparents, so to have mm. have to have to have them have to give up their pet at the same time uh, must be absolutely horrific.
1: Oh, it's disgusting. So it really is. Look, we've got a double-edged sword that we have all these people that probably do need to be in residential care, uh, but they won't go because they won't give up their pets. Mm. Then you have the people that are having to give up their homes and pull everything into one room to live and give up their pet at the same time. I mean, it's horrendous.
0: Now, you've got the statistics with you. What about um, lobbying government? Where do you go from here?
1: Well, my plan to... And I have been speaking or sending information out to the health ministers, but I'm now going to approach all the ministers, including Mr Albanese, uh, and because most of these people are pet owners themselves. So just... Build awareness is what we need to do.
0: It's not hard to sort of get it, is it? I mean, it's, it's a very easy nah. thing to understand.
1: I actually had a girlfriend who is 75, she's 10 years older, and she was told that she was dying of cancer. So she went into a temporary aged care facility and she was about to sell her house and she just couldn't live without her dog. She's now home, back in her house, and her cancer is going away. (laughs) Well,
0: it's mental, it's physical, it's so many things, as you said. Now, you will know the answer to this, and I don't, but uh, a lot of aged care facilities seem to be under the umbrella of of one organisation. So they may have like 10, 15, 20, I don't know, Mm. particular um, facilities. Do you go to those people, or do you have to go individually to each one of them?
1: No, we try and get to the head office. Um, What we're also doing is going through ACPA, ACPA is the aged
0: care peak body. Are they, are they on board?
1: Yes, they are. Um, I've actually got. I, one I'm of,
0: hearing a. However.
1: <laughs> however, yes, they, we need to get more exposure through them. They are the best way to go because they look after all the home care plus uh, residential care people.
0: So they set the pol- well. they set the policies for each of yes. the, yeah, for
1: yeah, them. Yeah, they work with, closely with government, but they also do training. They do a variety of other things. So the residential care and home care places uh, basically rely on them. It sort of look like a union, but it's not. It's more yeah, peak body.
0: Trish, do you have any anecdotal uh, stories to tell us of why a particular facility would not, or an you know, aged care facility, would not want to have pets allowed? What is their reasoning?
1: Uh, I think sometimes they think that, you know, there could be falls, there could be allergies, there could be a variety of things, but all of that is taken care of. Um, so within these policies and, and paperwork that we've put together, um, anyone can go on our site and have a look at it. Uh, the, the pet aged care site is petfriendlyagecare.com.au. And they can, everyone can get the results of the survey as well as see the different support services that we've got.
0: Trish, when people are looking to move into aged care, the fact that they are allowing pets would be a big factor, I would imagine. Do the aged care facilities actually promote the fact that they are pet friendly?
1: Yes, that's another thing we have to do is to try and get it on my aged care website. We'd like to get little logos or some sort of thing so people can go straight there and see that they are pet-friendly. They have on some of them, um, but that's another move that we've got to make to make sure that it does happen. We do have a list uh, that we keep building as we go along of the various homes around Australia that do allow pets. And so if anyone can contact us through info at australiacan.org.au and I'm more than happy to send out that list to them. Once I've got it refined, I'll actually put it back up on the website so people can just go straight there.
0: So the results are in, and the DER, people want to have pets in aged care, and we understand the pushback reasons for many of them, the aged care facilities not wanting to do that, but we're trying to turn the ship around. People listening to this right now, how can they help um, the Companion Animal Network Australia in their quest to get uh, government to change policy?
1: I think the easiest way is to go to your local member or just go to the various ministers and let them know about this. Let them know that people do need support. The home care people need support. The people going into residential care need support. And really, the government needs to get behind it.
0: And I guess folks can use the uh, animal Network the companion animal network uh, statistics of the survey when they go in there and say here have a look at this as opposed to why don't you let animals go into aged care um, so that cannot just sort of and, and the member perhaps going yes we'll certainly look at that next um, but if you go in there with stats it's going to it's going to help and that's that's what this is all Absolutely. about having hard evidence to show those who do make policy whether it be on the ground or in in Canberra or state.
1: Well, that's exactly it and, you know, that's why we did the surveys in the first place because otherwise we're just yet another animal charity, if you like, mm. that uh, pushes a good idea but we need the stats to be able to go, right, These is what the people are saying.
0: So. If people want to know more, Trish, uh, Australia Can, that's Australia Can, C-A-N, uh, one word, au And before that, put info forward slash and you will get uh, the information. Other websites that people might want to go to? You mentioned one.
1: PetFriendlyAgeCare.com.au, which is another one of our websites. Pet that friendly, that you can get through that. Petfriendlyagecare.com.au.
0: PetFriendlyAgeCare.com.au. Terrific. Got that? Yes. Well, good luck in your... Uh, ambitions on that uh, Trish and uh, we look forward to talking to you again and getting some positive results back from your hard work.
1: Absolutely, thanks John and thanks to all you listeners.
0: Now let's go to the coalface and chat with Sam Jewell, the CEO of Lifeview to find out how pets are being integrated into residential care and what benefits they've found. Sam, welcome. Thank you very much. It's great to have uh, your viewpoint and uh, your take from, uh, from Lifeview Residential Care as to how pets have been integrated into, into your facilities. Tell me how the experience has been.
2: Well, look, I think the experience has been fantastic across the board. For our residents, entering care is a big, big factor in their life. It's a big change. A lot of things are taken away from you when you enter care. And if you have to then take your furry loved one away, that's even more trauma. So by being able to bring your pet with you into care, it lessens that trauma and lessens the um, the loneliness and the isolation that come with it. Also, our staff benefit because they see the joy in your face when you have your
0: pet. I'm sure that you have a lot of anecdotal evidence as to the benefits, as you just mentioned, uh, not only mentally, but, but physically. Could you expand on that?
2: Yep, sure. Um, So by having a pet, you remain as independent as possible and it's having purpose, so looking after a pet gives you purpose as well as companionship, so that purpose might be that each day you get up and you walk the dog outside, so you're moving, you're also socially interacting. Mm. Could be a cat, so you're cleaning the litter or you've got the responsibility to to feed that pet. Now, whether you remember or not, or whether we stick a chart up on the wall, which reminds you the time and the day that you're going to feed that pet to assist those who may have some memory loss. But the whole interaction and movement just make much better health outcomes for those who bring their pets with them.
0: Well, it's a traumatic time anyway, moving into care, and I don't have to tell you what uh, some of the horror stories of you know, having to you know, put mum, in inverted commas, or dad, into aged care, but to know that they, they have still a, a connection with their previous life by keeping their animals. So, so much for all the benefits. Have there been any drawbacks?
2: Oh, look, some of the drawbacks, you know, um, it's communal living, so not everybody is going to be a pet lover. Mm. So, that's why we do have some rules and regulations, you know, such as pets aren't allowed in the dining room. There's two things there. Some people want to eat in peace. I know if my dog was there, it would be begging <laughs> for food. A Labrador? Um, <laughs> no, <All right. laughs> but a Golden Retriever would oh, be, much you same. know, very much same. They're all Hoovers. Yeah. So, but, but then also, you know, you've got hygiene reasons, but also because everybody would be feeding the pet and it would become quite um, overweight. Yes. Yeah, so, sure. you know, we have those certain rules. And then there's other rules, such as the pet must be on a lead when it's being walked through the home. You know, for everybody's safety prior to pets coming in, yeah, you know, we have them they have to be vet checked, they have to have their vaccinations, those types of things. So they work pretty but much also, like the humans. We've all got to be vaccinated these days. Yeah. Um and then there's um, also the the fact that we have to ensure that the pet is settling because it's also a big change for them. They might have come from a big house with a big backyard and now they're sort of confined to a room for the majority of the day other than when they might be being walked or cats take a bit longer to settle and they don't like people coming in and out. So there is that thing that it's also got to be good for the pet as well.
0: Sam, obviously your facility, Lifeview, does have procedures in place to have pets, but not all facilities do.
2: No, that's right, John. So not every facility does. I think it's like a lot of things. There's a lot of choice in the marketplace. Some people, you know, choose to offer this and some don't. And they may not because they mightn't see the benefits or they may think it's too much hard work or the staff may think it's their responsibility to Mm. look after a pet when it's not. Um, But we do it because that's something that we're passionate about.
0: Sam, before we go, can you give me an example of uh, how a pet has been integrated into one of your LifeView residential care facilities?
2: Sure. So um, at one of our homes, we've had a gentleman move in um, and we didn't know he had a dog and he kept it very quiet, but then every day he would go out for a long day and wouldn't come back. And then all of a sudden he decided he wanted to move out and we couldn't understand why. So we eventually got it out of him that he had a pet who he had surrendered to a friend who was visiting every day. Um. So we made arrangements for that dog to come and stay with us. Dog now lives with us. He's now settled. They're reunited. You know, that was that bond that was broken when he didn't know or understand that he could have the dog and we didn't understand that he had a dog. So once we could get through that, um, they've been reunited and they're they're very, very happy together and they fit very well in the facility and the other residents love having the pet around as well.
0: Sam Jewell, when the time comes, I'm coming to see you.
2: (laughs) I'll hold
0: you to that. Sam, thank you so much indeed. We do appreciate your time today and uh, we wish you nothing but success in the future and we hope that you're the blueprint for many other aged care facilities right around Australia.
2: Thank you,
0: John. Our thanks to Sam Jewell, the CEO of Lifeview Residential Care and to Trish Ennis, the CEO of Companion Animal Network. And to learn more about this wonderful organisation, go to australiacan.org.au. And we invite you to stay informed with Australia's longest established and most trusted senior digital destination, your life choices.